Hello everyone, this is Jim Lissy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing. With episode number 85 of the Today's Electrical Economy Podcast Series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at the electrical sales forecast for 2024 from, from Electrical Wholesaling, Disc Corporation, and several other noted construction economists. We'll also be checking out some weekly economic indicators that can give you a good sense of where the electrical market may be headed in the coming months. These five indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy Podcast Series for 2023, and I'd like to publicly thank them again for sponsoring the series again in 2024. For the week ending November the 25th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 218,000. That is an increase of 7,000 from the previous week's revised level. The four-week moving average was 220,000, and that is a decrease of 500 from the previous week's revised average. The unemployment rate for October was 3.9%. With so many states having decreased unemployment claims, it would follow that very few states had increases in claims, and that's what we saw with the data ending for the week of November the 25th. There were only five states with increases of more than 500. Wisconsin had an increase of 1,784. Kansas was up 1,125 claims. Ohio up 1,116 claims. State of Pennsylvania up 643 claims. And the state of Idaho up 534 claims. An interesting leading indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AER. It publishes this data weekly. The most recent data shows that total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 415,332 carloads and intermodalities. That is up 2.4% compared with the same week last year. There was a sharp decline overall uh, for the week in uh, less freight traffic over the Thanksgiving break. Total combined U.S. rail traffic for the first 47 weeks of 2023 was 22,339,000 carloads and intermodalities, and that is a decrease of 3.3% compared to last year. Four of the 10 carload commodity groups posted an increase compared with the same week in 2022. These freight categories included petroleum and petroleum products, which was up 1,034 carloads for the week, Eight, up to 8,642, metallic orders and metals up 880 carloads to up to 18,457, and chemicals up 505 carloads to 27,582. The commodity groups that posted decreases in the, compared to, with the same week last year and their two were in miscellaneous carloads down 3,804, metallic minerals down 1,701, and grain down 1,328 to 17,961. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count. This tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. 
The total number of oil and gas rigs in the United States increased by four in the most recent data, and it now stands at 622 operating rigs. That's down 162 rigs from this time last year, and that is a 20.7% decline. On a state basis, Texas has seen the biggest annual decline with an 8.5% drop of 69 rigs to 303 rigs, and together the state's Permian and Eagle Fort basins have 62 fewer rigs operating. Of the major oil-producing states, New Mexico is the only one up year-over-year, year, and it has a 1.0% gain. It's up two rigs for the week. I thought I'd give you a five-year perspective on oil and copper prices uh, in this presentation. Current price of WTI or West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil as of November 24th is $75.50 per barrel. If you take a look at the uh, average five-year average price for a barrel of, of WTI, it's $67 per barrel. We're sitting at uh, a little bit, kind of getting back down to that average price. We had been tracking fair and not above. You can see where the low was at when the, the opening months of COVID and also where the high was when we hit close to right around $120 a barrel when the war with Ukraine started in February and March of 19, uh, excuse me, 2022. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activities since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets for copper because of its use in wire cable and copper plumbing pipe. The price of copper as of December 4th on the spot basis is just shy of $3.90 per pound. But look at where the prices have been over the past five years. From nearly $5 per pound at the start of the war of Ukraine, and that is February 2022, to a low near $2 a pound at the start of the COVID lockdown in the spring of 2020. As was the case with our last podcast, we're looking at the spot copper price chart from Kitco.com because the copper charts I normally pull from macro trends on that to continue to have some wiggy data in for the past couple weeks. And I don't know what's going on with them, but they're not providing the same prices for the COMEX that they had. So I think there's a some kind of error in there. I do, I'm going to contact them and see if they can get that straightened out for our future presentations. I thought today would be a good time to get into some of the 2024 sales forecasts for the electrical market, as well as for some key segments of the construction market. Overall, folks are looking at some slower growth for 2024. It is growth, but uh, nothing uh, astronomical by any means. Uh, I am not finding anything baked in about any sort of recession right now, which is actually good news compared to what we're looking at just even at the beginning of this year. We were look, expecting some sort of recession to hit this year. Now they keep pushing that out, and many folks don't think a recession in the overall economy will happen at all. I just saw a report this morning from uh, Mark Zandi with uh, Moody's. He's a... a economists that I have enjoyed following over the past couple of years. I remember sitting at a presentation uh, for NHB, the National Association of Home Builders, and this was just right 2008, right, or excuse me, 2007, right before we had that major problem with uh, low, non-performing lows in the residential market. He was the only one in a panel of about five or six economists that predicted that the uh, residential market, mortgage market, was going to blow up. Uh, Zandi has a cautious forecast for next year, but he says there's a one in four chance of a, of a recession. But, uh, but other than that, he sees it to be a kind of a steady and a slower growth climate for the overall U.S. economy. But let's take a look at some things closer to home in the electrical market. The electrical distributors that answered the survey for electrical wholesaling's 2024 market planning forecast are expecting a 6.8% gain, which is fairly high. It's actually toward the higher end of the uh, traditional bracket, I guess you could say. We normally see growth in our market between 4 and 8%. 
Um, I do it. I did adjust that figure for inflation. I, I put an inflation number for next year at 2.5%. So they actually had come in a little bit higher, but I thought that might be just a little bit more realistic. But that is from over 100 uh, respondents, executives from a number of distribution firms of all different sizes. Uh, Chris Sokol over at DISC uh, uh, also provides a good, a good forecast. He's looking at a slow growth for next year. And uh, from what he sees out there, uh, looking at, um, excuse me, 1.6% uh, growth decline for 2024. So he's looking at something a little bit smaller. Um, uh, I'm really enjoying working with the folks for Vertical Research Partners on that quarterly survey that we talk a lot about on this podcast. Uh, folks at VRP are looking at actually a decline, first monthly decline in quite some time for the fourth quarter of 2023. And they're, they're predicting a, a mixed outlook for uh, 2024. Mainly, maybe slow, slow growth, some declines in some categories, but again, kind of the slower growth. I, I'll, I'll take a guess right now. The next survey that we do will come in looking at about three or four percent growth. Uh, one of my other favorite uh, construction forecasts out there is put together uh, to update it twice a year by the American Institute of Architects. They get nine construction economists. They blend their forecast together in a number of different uh, construction categories. Uh, their overall forecast for non-residential construction, they're looking at a 2% increase comparatively you know, at AIA.org if you want to see some of the other specifics of that, of that forecast. But I, I enjoy that one quite a bit. There's some great forecasting firms that are involved there. And, and when you do blend them, I think you get a pretty realistic look at uh, what the market and construction could be for next year. And here's our electrical market planning guide forecast for 2024. As I mentioned in the previous slide, 6.8% overall growth that is deflated. If this forecast comes true, we would be looking at an electrical market sales for the uh, entirety of 2024, or 146.8, so call it 146.9 billion in sales. That comes on the heels of the 2023 increase of 1.3%. We're expecting sales to come in about 137.5 billion. 2022, the total market was about 135.7 billion, according to our figures. That was a 4% increase. And 2021, the large increase, certainly after the uh, COVID year, but they were looking at 10%, 10% and that's to $130 billion. So again, uh, at the higher end of the spectrum, it does push industry sales up to $146.8 billion for 2024. And this is an interesting slide for you. It's the AIA consensus construction fork. It's broken down by the various categories. Um, at, at the bottom, we had, a, as you can see, we were talking about a fairly small uh, increase. That's the lighter green is the increase for 2024 compared to this year, non-residential coming at 19.7%. Uh, and again, uh, looking at uh, next year, commercial total, they're expecting it to decline 1.7%. Office, they're expecting 1.4% decline. Retail and other construction, 2.8% decline. Um, as you can see, most of the numbers that we're looking at, you know, kind of moderate increases, amusement, pu uh, public, recreation, you know, looking at you know, just a couple of points there, uh, education also right in that mid-range, maybe about 5%. As you can see, uh, the big number that sticks out for sure is that uh, industrial total for this year. This is the dark green that's going all the way out to a 55.1% increase in 2024. Certainly a lot responsible for that, the EV plants, EV battery plants, and semiconductor plants, and also with all the different federal programs uh, coming in the IRA, yeah, the Chip, Chip Act, CHIPS Act has definitely fueled a lot of that. That money will still be feeding into the construction market next year, but there was a big bulge of it certainly coming in that got those numbers really high up. 
Um, well, hotel construction up a good amount there too for this year at 24%. And here I'd like to just to round out our presentation today. I want to give you some ideas. These are some of my other uh, favorite construction indicators forecast out there. The Dodge Construction Network uh, put out something called the Dodge Momentum Index every month. And they look at market conditions about a year out. So you can kind of get a sense of what they're looking at. And it's a fairly, you know, right now, and through October, they're looking gear out. They're expecting a 0.8% growth in the overall construction market, so fairly low. Uh, at the AIA, the American Institute of Architects, along with that consensus construction forecast, they do a really interesting survey of their architect members, and it's the AIA Billings Index. When you look at their numbers, uh, we publish that data electrical marketing every month. But if you look at the numbers, if it's over 50, that's growth. If it's below 50, uh, that is a, a declining mark. And this is also interesting because architects are early in the construction and pipeline. They, they get a feel for what conditions look, look out. Um, AIA said that this particular indicator looks out uh, 9 to 12 months on construction project work. Uh, right now, you know, looking out, uh, this was the October data, the most recent available. 44.3%, uh, so it's significantly under the 50-point mark. So that is one of the least bullish mark, uh, indicators that I have found. Um, another one, uh, a good more, good indicator, this is the National Association of Home Builder Forecast, and this is for single-family housing starts. It goes out for a number of uh, my, my number of years, which I do like, uh, expecting a slight increase off some pretty low numbers for single-family starts next year. Uh, multifamily had been doing a little better there. Look, they're expecting that to go down next year. We'll take a look at these numbers in a little more detail in the next slide. So yeah, I, I put these out on the uh, just percent increases rather getting into their, the specifics of the uh, forecast. You can find that at nhb.com if you're looking for actual uh, numbers. But if you look at the uh, in blue, that's total housing starts, the combination of a single family and multifamily, red for single family, green for multifamily. Uh, the change for this year, as you can see, uh, they were all looking at the down down year. Uh, Single-family housing starts down 9.9% from two, uh, this year changed, uh, and multifamily down 14%. Uh, next year, for the first year in a couple, uh, good news is that they are expecting uh, an increase in single-family, 4.6%. Again, that is off a very low number, but at least heading in the right direction. Uh, multifamily down 12.3%. Obviously, with market rates uh, being in that 7-8% range, uh, they do expect uh, the rates to decline. This should help out the single family a bit, but it, we are right now at a level that are some pretty low numbers there. Uh, and actually looking a year out, which is kind of nice just to kind of get a sense of a little more longer range forecast, they do expect uh, the single family starts to increase another four points, up to 8.5% increase in single family in 2025. They expect the multifamily market to uh, switch over to growth there at 2.4% growth. So do, they do see improving economic conditions. And again, so much of that's going to hinge on where the mortgage rates go. And so much of where mortgage rates go, depending on the federal interest rates and what Fed policy will be. So uh, we're slower growth pulling out of the uh, what has really been a housing recession over the past couple of years. Well, this wraps up our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed our forecast data. Uh, next week, we'll be looking at some of the uh, individual local markets that I think are going to show the most promise for 2024. 
I'd uh, like to thank again the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring this uh, series of podcasts. It's hard to believe we're up to over 80 podcasts since we started this back in 2020, and that next year we'll be hitting the uh, 100 figure for our podcast, and, and we couldn't have done it without Champion. So thanks again to the great team there. We'll be getting one more podcast in before the uh, Christmas holiday, so that'll be on Monday, December 18th. Until then, be happy, be healthy, don't get too stressed out in the Christmas in the uh, holiday season here. And I look forward to talking with you in two weeks. Take care. Bye.